Welcome back to another episode of Dirtcast. I'm your co-host, Megan Reynolds. And I'm your other co-host, Madeline Davies. This week, we will be talking to Jezebel staff writer, Ashley Reese, about the highs, the lows, the dramas, the tears, etc. of British teen TV and why it's honestly so much better than American teen television. What I love about fictional British teens is that it just feels so much more vulgar. But before we get into all of that, Madeline, how are you? I am okay. I'm a little shook. Oh. I went to a yoga bar fusion class yesterday. Oh, Christ. And it's one that I've been to a couple times. Right. I got there and there was a seminar happening like in the waiting area uh-huh. about like spiritual dieting. Hmm. Like it's something that I'm sure like people probably know about, but I don't. It's like dosha dieting. Have you heard what? of it? No. It's like basically like everyone is this like type of personality. Like everyone can be divided into these types. Oh, I have heard of types. this actually. Yes, unfortunately. It's like you, you know, you're hot at your core. Yeah, yeah. You, did, you know, you have like this and you have that and you have some of each and blah. Right. right. And it's like how you eat. Yes. Kind of fit into I that. I have heard of this now that um, I think about it. Everything that I like Google about it like, like leads back to these like very weird websites where, mm. I mean, it's like one of those things where Basically, they're just describing metabolism, right? But they're like putting new words onto it, right? And I'm not trying. Like, maybe it's way more serious than I know it, could it to be. be. And in that case, no disrespect, none. But the conversation they were having sounded literally bonkers. Oh, interesting. Um, <laughs> Weird. And then cool. I looked at the table, and there was a copy of the Moon Juice Cookbook, ah, which is mm. uh, Amanda Chantal Bacon. Bacon? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was signed <gasps> and it like had like a nice message to the owner of the studio. Oh and I was just like, isn't this like book just like about like a how-to of disordered eating basically kind of, where yeah. it's like yeah. eat dust. It's like orthorexia yeah. in a book. And then like sell a lot of serums <laughs> and weird stuff like that. And like plus fitness classes are already kind of culty. They are. That's like, yeah, they but are. the problem is the class is really good. I mean, be open to whatever. Obviously. I've, I mean, I've gone on record saying that I would love to join a cult. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, whatever <laughs> happens, I think whatever happens, happens. And this is the journey that Gaia intended for you to take. Thank you so You're much. You're so welcome. And now I just got to eat to my dosha setting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And I'll also say the instructor was great. She That's was good. not, she was not too like woo woo. No. Perfect. But it's always exciting. <laughs> It's, it is nice to try new things. Yeah. It's just like very much like wellness, man. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. There are pockets of it everywhere. All I can hope, though, is that like in addition to like existing on a higher plane, yeah. this class will like make my butt on yeah, a higher yeah. plane. It'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, so, all I want from a workout class is for it to like lift various parts of my body that have slowly started to descend. Um, Well, I'm glad that you are. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you. I just wanted to let everybody know in case you start noticing changes in me in the next couple Mm, weeks. mm -hmm, If mm -hmm. I start, you know, shunning friends and family. Sure, sure. She Um, leaves this podcast because of my negative energy. Yes. Mm. I mean, that has been in the works for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You heard it here first. But I will have a sick-ass bod. I mean, so. and it's going to be great because you can take solace in your sick bod. While I eat my my <laughs> sex dust or whatever Yeah, you eat the sex put dust, in smoothies. take solace in the bod, and then, yeah, you're good to go. Oh, my God. Sorry. One okay. of the pictures in the cookbook oh, was Jesus. just uh, Chantel Bacon just, uh-huh. like, 
eating a piece of lettuce. What? And I was like, I've never seen a more like, joyless photo in my life. And it's like really stylized. Oh, yeah. So it's so like, like the lettuce she, looks like everything. She's looks. wearing like a lot of rings. Oh, I see. And she's just like, you know, like her she her makeup is all done and she's in her yeah. like dumb free people clothes. Sure. But I was just like, I've never seen anything that makes me want to eat less than just like this yeah. woman just like chomping down on like a lettuce wrap that like looks like it was just stuffed with more lettuce. Oh my God. That sounds nutritious and uh, not filling. No. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am here for your uh, wellness journey. Yeah. And while we're talking Whatever about clean living. Yes. Maybe it's time I'm to get God. dirty. Oh my God. I think it is. With the dirtiest dirt Let's of the week. do it. We have two things that are both like dumb, but let's just let's just start with The Bachelor, the twenty second twenty second season it's of this insane. God it's forsaken for so show concluded on Monday. There was a controversy. There was a controversy. There was a controversy. Ari initially picked Becca K to be his bride. And then, not short haired Becca, not short haired Becca, cool one who Who's disappeared like lost, to like, like weed farming. Being. Yeah, yeah, not her, <laughs> not her. She was in the top three. Yeah, which, which is, is like nuts. Again, amazing for a pixie cut yeah, to make it that far. I really on that love show. that. Congratulations to her and pixie cuts. So he picked Becca K to be his bride. Becca K was very happy about this because my God, she has just been through the fucking ringer. Ari was the prize. She snatched the prize. She got the ring, whatever. Then, so I guess immediately after the finale, they have this thing called After the Final Rose, which is just like a check-in. It's like they talk to, like, the loser. Mm, okay. And they talk, then they, like, bring out, usually they just, like, bring out the couple. And right. And they're, like, and all like, over just, like, each check other. In. Right. In the After the Final Rose episode, Ari revealed that he is no longer with Becca, but he pivoted to his... <laughs> I'm cringing so hard. He pivoted to Lauren, who was the, like, second place. Yeah, she was runner-up. She was runner-up. <laughs> she He pivoted to Lauren and— In the most horrifying way that you possibly oh could ever change your mind about please, something. Please paint the scene. So they are meeting up after some time apart, Yeah, uh, Becca Kay and Ari. Mm-hmm. Ari— in his narration is like, I realize I've made a mistake. I don't really want to date Becca. And I know she's going to be heartbroken. I just feel kind of sick to my stomach right now. And like, granted, this is a reality show, but it's like reality. Granted, this is a reality (laughs) show, but if you had like a modicum of respect for this person, you would do it in a different way. You would find a way. I know you probably are contractually obligated to do it this way, but you would find a way to like. It's like they find ways to like meet up when they get oh, along. Yeah. So it's like they might, like, why couldn't they find, he could right. find a way to be like, girl. Listen, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he did not do that. He no. did not choose that path. He decided he was going to uh, sit her down in her room. How are you? Yes, you look yes. good. How are you? Filled with camera people. Yes. We see actually that it's filled with camera Coming people. Coming in through the mirror. Because there's a mirror behind It's them. amazing. That's um, the best part. And you just see, like, he's stalling on telling her what it is. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, freaking out. Yep. Um, and uh, you're seeing more and more camera people. Yeah, like some producers like come into the room. Yeah, like coming to the room. Headphones. The and finally, thing. clearly, everyone is here. Everyone's settled because they get their shots because it's yeah. a split screen between him and her face. Yes. 
which is what they were waiting for. And then Ari takes a deep breath um. and tells her that he's made a mistake. You know, being with you, although it's been everything that I wanted, I still think about her. And he thinks he wants to date the other one, the blonde. It's always a blonde in a brunette. He also kind of wants to date her, but he was like, the longer I stay dating you, the less chance I have with the other one. Which is so fucked up. The more I hung out with you, the more I felt like I was losing the possibility of maybe reconciling things with Lauren. (laughs) It's so rude. I didn't think that, like, we watched the clip together. And I did not think that I was going to be, like, so horrified. Yeah. Do you want to be back with her? I want to see if there's that possibility. Are you kidding me? Damn it, The Bachelor, you got me again. They do. It was it was bad. Ari is bad from what I can tell. I feel like everyone thought he was bad from the beginning because he was like, he's a Bachelor from like a couple of seasons back. He's not like... He, he's not like the yeah. runner up from people The Bachelor. People really wanted... Yeah, people really wanted Peter. Peter. Who, uh... And he was like runner up because I Peter. He, me and Peter have had a falling out. I did did not realize. I can tell you about it if you want. I would love to hear. What? Okay. So <laughs> what, what the um, fuck? So Peter is from my hometown. Oh uh, I adored him in a way that I don't usually like let myself adore onto, right. these people because mm-hmm. I know that it is all a farce. Like smoke and mirrors. Yes. Peter at the end of his season says to Rachel. I don't want to get engaged. I want to, like, date you outside of this show just so we can, like, actually get to know each other. Yeah. Which is, like, a sane person yeah, thing. Totally. She reacted really strongly against that. And okay. So, uh, he then is like, well, then you shouldn't pick me. Right. Like, like I'm not ready. Remove me from the run. Right. She ends up with the other guy. Brian is supposedly very happy. Mm. At the – after the rose, okay. she is, like, strangely hostile to him in a way oh, that really? was very not like her because she was She was very, always very, very cool. nice and whatever. And just, right. like, handled things. She's like, I don't know, like, what world is for you, but it's not this. Like, oh. you are not meant for this. Interesting. ABC definitely offered him the Bachelor yeah. position. And I think it was going to be him. And uh-huh. then he, like, dropped out last minute. Oh, and that's why that's why Ari, Ari came in. I which see. is why there was that meme that was, like, when you see it online versus when you get it in real oh, life. Yeah. And it was Peter <laughs> and Ari. Um, and then, so... I was like, you know, it seems like this guy really has his head on straight. Like, yeah. he has his personal training business. He, uh-huh. like, doesn't want to do this again. Right. Cut to. Oh, my God. Reality Steve. Oh, shit. Has on Peter's ex-girlfriend. Whoa. Who oh, reveals, no. basically, that Rachel was right about everything. Peter was totally playing her to, like, get his business uh, off the ground Whoa. and on camera. Um and she was just like she like has like texts of them together oh my like from God. them like the day before he left Whoa. where he was just like he says something along the lines of um like show me a picture of your face or something okay and she reasonably is like hey you're dumping me to go on this show yeah. i think this is really emotionally manipulative sure and he becomes very apologetic in uh-huh. that like douchey bro way where yeah, it's just yeah. like, sorry, babe, like you know I need to do this. Yeah, like you have no me. idea what this could do for my business. Oh my God. Blah, blah, Eat blah, a blah, fucking blah. dick. Holy um, shit. And I think because he was the one who like got one over on me on these shows, uh, I now will never forgive him. You've pivoted to to just complete just hate. And I know I will run into him eventually. You are Madison I mean, is not that big. I cannot wait. 
but I was truly like I unfollowed him on Instagram. <laughs> I was just like, you it's like, no, no, no. You took the thing most precious to me, which is like my sympathies. Mm-hmm. And you just you trashed all over him. him. You trashed him. Wow, I had no idea. Anyway, geez, Louise. I well, I had, I had feelings. You did. Um, so basically. I guess all there is to say still about better this, than this, still better yes, than the one they chose. Yes, <laughs> he would have. Yeah, this is not good, but it doesn't matter because everyone has like a collective amnesia around the Bachelor. Yeah, the rate that television and everything moves at that, like things that happened five months, three months ago, I think that they have never happened or forget them completely. Well, and this way they can all go on Bachelor in Paradise. Oh my God, that's Fuck right. other people. I'm going to start watch. I think I'm going to start dipping my toe into the Bachelor universe by via Bachelor in Paradise. It's hard because it is so gross. I mean, I've heard it's disgusting, but I'm just curious. Which is kind of nice because it's like the bachelor basically without like the pretense yeah they're just like where like it's always gross but it's like there's something like extra I mean I'm sure there's something very seedy about it which I will be I'm interested to explore personally yeah I say follow your bliss thank you I will Something that did not leave me blissful also happened <laughs> recently, and uh, it is the Oscars. The Academy Awards. The Academy Awards. Hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. Hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, who did not do as poorly as I thought he would. The most nominated movie tonight, a film that's up for 13 Oscars, is The Shape of Water, written and directed by Guillermo del Toro, a wonderful man. Congratulations. I'm very happy for Guillermo. You made a beautiful movie. And thanks to Guillermo, we will always remember this year as the year men screwed up so badly, women started dating fish. I have uh, repeated myself endlessly, but I'm like, Mm. I find it very rude that Donald Trump has made me like Jimmy. Yeah, it is. That is actually pretty upsetting. The Academy Awards were on Sunday. Yes. They were very long. They were so long. They were very boring. They were so boring. Some people that I thought should win won, and then everyone else, I was like, okay, you won. That was so stupid. It was very stupid. I'm um, doing some asthma for people. See, that's, oh, wow. That's, they, they asked for that, so I'm you glad you're providing. Thank you. <laughs> so I was at my dad's house in upstate New York in Rhinebeck over the weekend, and my dad lost power because of the big snowstorm or whatever, but the power came back on, but the internet and the TV weren't on, blah, blah, blah. So we decided to watch the Oscars at Upstate Films, which is a very charming and lovely independent movie theater in the center of Rhinebeck. You are welcome for the free advertising. Um <laughs> They have an Oscars party every year. There's like a costume contest. There was a girl there who was dressed as... (laughs) She should have won. She was dressed as the cat that the fish god kills in um, Shape of Water. Oh, my God. Which was really nice. Um, Uh, There are a lot of like... There's a costume contest. Wait, with the head or without? She had No, she had like little kitty ears on. And then she had like really good like gore like makeup on her shoulder. I figured I learned like after we – because we stayed for the whole thing. Yeah. So we got home at like midnight and I learned like 
the internet and shit came back on like by like 8.30. Ah. So if we had like, I could have just like watched this. You could have watched it in your whole like, and just been in the negative. Yes. I could have just been like. that you long yes, to be. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so I could have just been at home. They were playing like the ABC version of the red carpet, which is not like the good shit, which is like oh. the E 7,000 hour live Yeah, where they're stream. like, they're like being like, there is a man <laughs> straightening the carpet. Yeah. I So sadly I missed that, but a couple of notable things happened, I believe. Did anyone talk to Ryan Seacrest? Yes. Oh, how'd that go? So there was like one moment with Taraji mm-hmm. B. Henson where she, it seemed like she was calling him out. You know what? The universe has a, a way of taking care of the good people. You know what I mean? I agree. She's like backtracked on that. And oh, really? And is now uh, saying that it was just misread. Oh, interesting. I guess uh, like... <laughs> Access Hollywood, I think, like, mentioned Ryan Seacrest in every one of their interviews, like, oh. just to, like, dig. Oh, God. There was, like, not that much crazy things. Red carpet things. Right. Some beautiful dresses. Beautiful gowns, as they say. Beautiful gowns. I was fine with Shape of Water winning because I did really like that movie. Yeah. I mean, it was not my first choice. No. But I knew, I had a feeling it was going to win, though. Yeah. I, I do like, think that that's guess. what we said on That is what we episode. said. Yep. And so I was, like, fine with it winning. Mm-hmm. Um. But I did find, like, as for, like, the Time's Up thing. Yeah. Like, oh, the, like, yeah. weird, like, white lady festival oh, that happened. Like, yeah. when Emma, uh, I think when it was, was it Emma Stone who was, like, naming the best directors? And she's like, these yes, four yes, men yes. and Greta Gerwig. That like, was Emma Stone, yeah. Completely overlooks that, like, Jordan Peele is nominated and, you know, Guillermo del Toro is right, Mexican. Right, and just, like, right. it just felt, like, very much, like... We're the most, like, suppressed class well, of everyone. And it's just, like, I don't doubt that it is harder to be a woman in Hollywood. I you know, I have right. built my career largely in writing about that. Yeah. But I found it some at some points obnoxious to see, like, Jennifer Lawrence, <sighs> you know, or, like, again, I think Emma Stone's a good example. Yeah, like, Emma someone Stone's, who, like, yeah. Has already won an Oscar and she's not even 30. Yeah. Kind of like calling out the system right. while like ignoring a completely different system. Right. It's a little gross. I mean, it just tracks with how the Me Too movement went from like an actual movement to now like a brand. Yeah. I mean, which is th- what happens to everything. I did think like Maya Rudolph and Tiffany oh Haddish God, were very amazing. funny together. Yeah. And they kind of like helped balance that out. Mm-hmm. But we, when we came yeah. out together, we know some of you were thinking, are the Oscars too black now? But well, we just want to say, don't worry. There are so many more white people to come to. Mm-hmm. So many. We just came from backstage, yeah. and there are tons of them tons back there. Tons of them. Mm-hmm. I think they were, yeah, they were really good. And Tiffany Haddish wore her Girls Trip premiere dress for she the third time. She loves that dress. I fucking love that. She loves that dress. That's it's amazing. It's like a white Alexander McQueen like, dress, I think. Yeah, it's got like a little bejeweled halter and it's got Very a big Roman. slit. It's really cute. Um, but she wore that to Girls Trip. She wore that on Saturday Night Live and she fucking wore it to the Oscars. Yeah. I would like her to wear it until she either no longer fits into it or it is like stained beyond recognition. And she said, she's like, I paid so much money for yeah, this dude. dress. I will wear it as many times as possible. Yeah, so. get your fucking money's worth. She's amazing. Maya Rudolph looked incredible also. I really I enjoyed love that. Their, like, like red caftan pantsuit. It felt like very Star Wars. Yes. Like she would be like a general yes. or something. It was so good. I don't know. But yeah, the ceremony itself was boring. I was very glad that Jordan Peele won screenplay. Screenplay. 
But yeah, it was just, I don't know. I always feel compelled to watch the Oscars because what if something happens? Right. But last year, something very big happened with the with the fuck up. And I don't, like, that. that's never going to happen again. Did you see how yeah. big the <laughs> the letters on, you could see the envelopes and, like, it said, like, best director in, like, like plastic. Huge. Yeah. Like, the envelopes last year were, like, a crumpled piece of paper that I, like, pulled from my bag. And this year, it was like, they were ignored. It was a whole thing. So they're never going to do that again. And that was the most exciting thing about the Oscars, like, I think, in general. Yeah, I agree. And now it's never going to happen again. I am so excited to introduce my guest today. She is the newest member of the Jezebel staff. Uh, she is an internet darling, I'm going to call you. I would I would also call her that. Uh, oh, my God. Staff writer, <laughs> Ashley Reese. Hey. Hi. Hey, guys. Thanks. Yeah. For, that was, like, the best introduction I've ever had. <laughs> so. Thank you. Um, we are so happy to have you here. Oh, thanks. We I'm are. happy to be here. Yay. Especially talking about something that I think we all feel really passionate about, which is yes. uh, fictional British teenagers. Yes. My, who passion, do a lot of yes. drugs and book a lot. My yeah. favorite of the fictional teenagers. Yes. Are, uh, British teen. Yeah. What's not to love about a British teen? Not much. I mean, mm. they do like the whole drugs, drinking. Yeah. Even if they're not doing that, it's just like... What I love about fictional British teens is that it just feels so much more vulgar. Yes. And a little bit yeah. more real. Yes. Not quite Gossip Girl land, Riverdale land. Yeah. And more just like, it's right, not where as it's sanitized. like glossy and, yeah. Yeah. Regular teens are disgusting. <laughs> and British teens. <laughs> just like, like even more. They capture, well, they capture like the essence of like, Right, they I don't like know. have acne, and they yeah, you know. they have like zits, yeah. and they're all like relatively close to like the age no. they're supposed to be. Said, I just wanted to remind you of our date tonight. Oh, shit! Uh, thing is, Cass, my dad kind of grounded me. Uh, got to coursework. Oh wow! I was really. I didn't eat for three days so I could be lovely. Uh, sorry. Maybe I'll come over and say hello. Uh, I don't know, uh, maybe. Safe. So, of course, there's a lot of great British teen shows, or there, at least for a period of time there was, um, and it shows uh, probably most famously is Skins, <sighs> yes. um, which has a devoted following in the UK, but has this huge cult following in the US where, mm -hmm. like, people... Now, they, I think you can watch them all on Netflix, but you before can. it was like you oh, watched them on YouTube, you know, like you would find them in weird places. Yeah, I remember when it first aired in 2007, yeah. I found out about it from like some like British friends on like Live Journal. Nice. Yeah. This is like really aging me. Um, I was yeah, like, you're 16. definitely the oldest person you in the room, Ashley. <laughs> Hello. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but I, so I found out about it um, through Live Journal. And then I found like, you know, back in, you know, 2007 and, you know, around that time period when you wanted to watch like a bootleg, like mm -hmm. copy of a TV show, it was always like in like 10 minute chunks. Yep. Yeah. So I watched like 10 minute chunks of like the first episode of Skins and my like life changed. I know. Well, and there, I think it's like, it's a show too that you probably got to know first through like gifs or gifs mm -hmm. on live journal where mm -hmm. it would just be like one of the cassie one of the actresses yeah. like it's like who is 
Yeah, and you're just like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I, in 2007, I had like a British friend who was like, there's this show, it's called Skins, you should watch it. And he gave me like DVDs. Oh, interesting. to watch. And I was like, okay. And then I, then I was really just, it was all... It was all in. Um, mm-hmm. I fucking love that show, man. It's so good. It is, but also it's not. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like the acting cool. is not very good. I think what makes it charming is it's very clumsy. Or it clunky. is very teen. Yeah, that's true. And I think, yeah, I think that is kind of what, like, is part of its charm. I think especially since, you know, not only just the acting, but, like, kind of like you mentioned, like, the actors mm. were, like, actually, like, closer in age. Yeah. Like, I kind of always joke about how, like, it seems like most American TV shows, the um, actors are, like, made in, like, a CW lab. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Of, totally. like, of, like, <laughs> amazingly hot, like, 26-year-olds, yeah. like, yeah. rise from Perfect those vats. facial <laughs> like, in Battle, like in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah. They're, like, in the, they're, like, Cylons, and that grows goo, and they emerge, like, perfectly formed, like. <laughs> right beautiful, really good hair situation. And, like, I think there was, like, obviously, like, a beauty in, like, every single character. But, like, I think it was almost really also charming that, like, if you're familiar with the show and, like, the first season, like, the hottest girl in the show was Michelle. Yeah. <gasps> and, oh, And, like, God. by, like, American TV standards, Mm-mm. not that remarkable. But, like, as, like, a real-ass person, right. yeah. like, yeah, she she's would cute. Be like yeah. the, she would be, like, the prettiest girl in your algebra class right. or something. Right, yeah. exactly. And I think that's also what I liked about it as, like, you know, a 16-year-old who, like, also wasn't very remarkable, <laughs> you know, yeah. in, like, in that <laughs> department at the time. It was just kind of like, oh, these are, like, some real-ass kids. They like, were normal people. Yeah. yeah. So the first season of Skins, I think, is, like, a, a class. I love it. Well, and... You were about to say Nicholas, Nicholas Holt. Holt. I think he was the only known. He was the only mm. known. And he was like, he was like About the a boy. hot one. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like the hot one. But I don't think, Tony was kind of weird looking. He's very British looking. He's very British yeah. looking. Perhaps that's I thought rude he was, I thought he was to British cute. people. <laughs> well, then he was in, I feel like, then he was in, um, what was it, A Single Man? Yeah. And oh, he yeah. was so gorgeous in that. Yeah. It was just like, like you know, dashing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's also, I mean, just speaking of Skins alum, mm. the first season in particular had, like, like full of people who oh, ended, yeah. like, the first, like, two seasons are full of people who end up being, like, people. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Def Patel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made a list of, like, you notable alumni who have gone on to do bigger things. So, Dev Patel, mm-hmm. which, I mean, problematic as it is, was in Slumdog Millionaire, yeah. got cast off of Skins because Danny Boyle's daughter was like, you have to check out this oh, guy wow. who plays Anwar on Skins. Oh, my and God. And then he, like, was in this huge movie and now has a very, very good career. Nicholas Holt, mm-hmm. uh, both Gilly and Gendry from Game of Thrones were yeah. in season one. Chris and uh, Cassie. Cassie. Joe yeah, Dempsey. Hannah Murray and Joe Dempsey. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I um, could not for the light. I can never remember Hannah Murray's name. I just think of her as Cassie. Like forevermore. <laughs> I just think of her as Gilly. I just <laughs> When I'm watching Game of Thrones, I'm like, hey, it's Cassie. Yeah, and I'm exactly. watching, we're watching Skins, I'm like, yo, look at Gilly. Gilly. Yeah. <laughs> she made it to Bristol. <laughs> she got some problems, man. She's got some issues. Yeah. Gilly's got some shit going on. Daniel um, Kaluuya yeah. was a writer on uh, two episodes I that I could find. Yeah, and now he's blowing up. Yeah, yeah. Oscar nominee Daniel yeah, Kaluuya. Oscar nominee. Posh Kenneth. Posh to- Kenneth to the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. Quite the trajectory. I love it. I remember when Gen 3 came out and big people's biggest critiques were like, 
it's so tame compared to like you know Gen mm. two, Gen one, and like yeah, what did maybe play into like some like cliches more, but I right. thought at least the first season, like first season of that season five was good. I don't talk about season six. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, whenever people just tell you to watch like the first two or four seasons, like watch the fifth and then you're good. Yeah. I don't (laughs) know. I did like Rich's haircut. Uh, I like that he like went from like metal to like a stroke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Uh, Every character kind of got their specific episode and right. at the end there would yeah. be an everyone episode which yeah. I always um, love yeah. I love that well, too I love everyone episode I think it gave everybody a feeling of connectedness with these characters right. that maybe isn't so much existent on American shows where it's like you mm-hmm. felt like you really got to know them right. like you knew their home lives you knew right. Right. like their parents were always buffoons yeah like mm-hmm. idiots uh, all the adults usually, were like not morons. trustworthy and like and usually unsafe. played by British famous British yeah. comedians yeah it goes beyond skins where there's like this show. there's so many where like mm-hmm. I don't know. One of my favorites, actually probably is my first favorite, is I loved Mad Fat Diary. Oh yes. I haven't my, seen that. My yet. Mad Fat Diary. It's just quickly, it's about um this like sixteen year old girl set in like mid nineties, somewhere like in like I've watched half part an of episode England. of this. Continue. Yeah. And um so she just was released from like a psychiatric facility and she is like immediately just kind of transported back into like <laughs> real life. It's summertime. It's 1996 or whatever. Yeah. Boys. Ah. Also mm. mental illness. Ah. My yeah. mom sucks. Ah. Well, and she has like this secret life where she like yeah. doesn't want her friends to know where she was. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, right. uh, I love it. That show, I think, is really interesting because it is based on the main character, Ray's diary. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they do one episode where they tell it from the perspective of her best friend, yes. who is, oh. uh, like, very much, like, a perfect, like, I don't know. Her and Ray kind of have this frenemyship uh-huh. where, because... Mm-hmm. Chloe is pretty popular. Gorgeous, yeah. Like, you know... Yeah. It kind of, like, yeah. lords that over her a little oh, bit. Oh, got it, got it. Um, but then they do this, like, reverse perspective episode where they just, like, remind you that no one is, like, a reliable narrator. Oh. So they explain these situations from Chloe's side and how she remembers them, like, very, very differently. Right, right, right. right. Which is just, I thought, was so thoughtful so well done. and kind to these characters to, like, let her be a 3D person also. Mm. And, and not like, just, like, she's a bitch. And like, show that, like, the mm-hmm. main character is flawed and, you know, her yeah. perceptions aren't always great. Plus, the boys are also cute. Yeah, they were. They were really <laughs> cute. I That's a great show. It, like, I think there was three seasons of it, really short to, like, mm-hmm. get through. Like, so if you, like, I would definitely recommend that to, like, anyone. Yeah, knock it out. Yeah. I guess, like, some other really, I mean, there really was just this moment where, just like, like, a, a brief lot of boom. good, like, yeah. t- like, I mean... I love the in-betweeners, personally. I mean, like, it's, like, one of those shows that's... that. It's, like, definitely very... It's not PC at all. No. It's, yeah. like, it's very, not it's, for me. I yeah. Will say. I, like, I watched I, I watched every episode, yeah. but it's not necessarily. It's, I understand I totally get why it's not for um a lot of people. I personally I watched some of it. It's yeah. kind of like my like, oh, this is so fucked up, but so yeah. funny oh, show. Yeah. Uh there's a show called Some Girls that I really loved. Fresh Meat Misfits. Yeah, Fresh Meat is about a bunch of freshmen uh at university yeah. who like live they all were like too late to live in the dorm so they have oh. to live in this like co-op housing together yeah, which is what I, I would watch be, that yeah, I'd be in that situation um, like shit I forgot yeah, to do like, housing oh no <laughs> I would totally watch that yeah it's very I funny it's I don't know I thought it mm-hmm. was I thought it was very cute um, I love Misfits which is I haven't seen yes. that yet so that one is about a group of 
teen delinquents who are okay. like young offenders. Yeah. Who are, uh, <laughs> oh wow. Hello. <laughs> basically, like doing like cleanup stuff as like a okay. like street Community cleanup as a part of, of their okay. uh, They're, sentencing. Yeah, yeah. When a storm happens. Yeah. Spooky. And what? A, okay. Lightning strikes, uh, and then I'll, I, like not everyone, but a lot of like the, that group get powers, and then oh. as the show goes on, you find out that. Other people also got powers. Yeah. Whoa. And um, if I remember correctly, most of them were maybe not, f- this wasn't like maybe fully fleshed out, but a lot of them were like um, their powers were either uh, related to some anxiety they had oh, interesting. or a strength they wanted or something wow. like, you know. So. Oh, I love that too. I love a little supernatural in my in my teen television program. One is she's like a chav and <laughs> oh my God, uh, she yes. becomes a genius. And that she, she has this line where she goes like, I'm a fucking rocket scientist. Oh my god! And it's just like it's just very, very can, good. Can she also like read minds or something? Um, I think. Well, spoiler: they like scramble their powers in the second season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's well, true. I forgot about that. I can't. Um, I'm I'm riveted. You, yeah, you have to watch it. I will. It's also I will. and it's also very. I feel like very different from a lot of these other ones too. In a okay. way, because one thing that I also liked, um, especially if we're talking about this time period, maybe from like mid to late 2000s mm-hmm. to, like, maybe a few years ago. I think that that was the same time period where a lot of teen shows are either, like, Gossip Girl or, like, yeah. Vampire Diaries. Yeah, so, yeah. like, you kind of had to have, like, a vampire boyfriend yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. like, be an American TV show. Right. And a lot of right. the UK ones, I'm like, oh, or I can... Chuck Bass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I mean, same. Yeah, same right. thing. Like, <laughs> Somehow worse. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of like, oh, I can, like, watch these British shows and, like, maybe not be inundated with, like... Mm. I know. see. Okay. But then you got misfits and kind of, you know, throwing it in there. Oh my God, well, I love it. One thing you were saying uh, off mic was how yeah. much these shows like love an interracial relationship. Oh my God. They but do. particularly yeah. white men with, with black women. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like typically light skinned black women. Black women. It almost becomes like, not like haha funny, but like, right. oh, there they go again. Well, yeah. just you can predict it. You can just like, ah, yes, it's going to be you and you. Done. Yeah. And then it is. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, and you know, it's kind of. As a black woman, I kind of, like, I have a lot of mixed feelings about it, obviously. And as a black woman in, in an interracial relationship myself, I'm, yeah. I'm not, not going to be like, wow. Like, I mean, like, what, what am I going to say? <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, I would, like, it would be cool if there was more diversity on that front. Like, mm-hmm. not, you know, they don't have to, like, always play that, you know, yeah. card. Yeah. But at the same time, even uh, if you take out the interracial or your relationship, mm-hmm. like, element of it— so many of these British shows were just better at having more diverse cast yeah, than like totally. any American TV show. Now they're kind of trying to shoehorn this in. Well, right. And like Riverdale and stuff yeah, like that. But yeah. I'm like, you guys are like 10 years late. It feels effortless. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like something that was like brainstormed no in like a woke right, meeting. Right. It was just like, all right, let's take a group of friends. This is what we're, they're going to look like. Right. It's going to be very organic, natural. Right. right. There's like an Indian girl and like a black guy. Yeah. And like, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. It's because like normal- this is... People that you would see if you, like, went to public, like, school or whatever. Right. And it's like, if the UK can get that right. (laughs) The fuck is wrong with us? But, like, an American TV show can't. I mean, the UK is, you know, has plenty of diversity. But, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's... As much as I like Clown Riverdale, it is like, and you know, and it's like, to- I do think there's a lot of blatant tokenization in the way they're doing things. And it's like, Mm. yeah. But, I mean, I can at least appreciate them trying to reflect reality a little bit more. But, like... So late in the game. Yeah. Um, and then what other, te- like, Felicity, I mean, Felicity, I don't, does that count as a teen? It's also, like, 
pre I'm yeah. just yeah. old, but I loved food. <laughs> there was no oh, um, Degrassi Elena. had a lot of diversity. That Degrassi. was the one show that, again, Canadian. Yeah, yep. true was not American. Yep, that so is very American true. shows really do struggle with this. Well, it's just like it is what it is. That's <laughs> like one thing I actually kind of want to talk about is if there are other countries doing this in a way that is interesting mm-hmm. or, you know, better right. than the way we do things, which is very glossy, very aspirational, very mm-hmm. kind of out of reach. That Norwegian show. Scam. Scam. <laughs> which Thank I still you. haven't. I haven't seen it yet It's very off of me that I haven't seen it, mm. but I, I, I went to Norway too and I was like trying to like watch like, it right before. I'm like, well, of course out. I like tried to shoehorn this in <laughs> yeah. like on the flight like, <laughs> like, at the airport. This, <laughs> yeah. Here I am. Well, so there's Degrassi, but yeah. that is like very like after school special. Yeah, it was. I know a lot of I people have gotten really into Korean teen shows. Like oh. that, there's like a whole. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. K drama. Fandom of yeah, yeah. K drama. I have not done that yet. I would love to like, you know, explore other, you know, types of those shows from other countries because I mean like like I said like I don't know what happened I would love to like talk to someone like Mm -hmm. in like UK like TV business about like why was there this just this sharp decline in like any kind of teen programming that got really cult following right but there are just I mean maybe it's just me having a huge soft spot for it but like there's just all these elements of like these British teen shows that I just like other than like you know the fact that the actors felt more relatable Mm -hmm. or like more like real and also just like the music was so good yeah. that's the one thing I will say about like watching on Hulu or Netflix the music they usually like change it completely oh, oh, right. for like licensing, licensing stuff. issues yeah and, and like see. you know kind of like Daria if you like watch it on whatever like it's not the same but like for skins I feel like it's literally on like if you've never watched it before you're gonna be fine yeah. but if you have watched it like you know in the bootleg way like back in the day yeah, it's like wait isn't there supposed to be like a Crystal Castle song there, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and I was just, it totally like, sh- it, like, I could not watch it without the original music. It was like, oh, this is, well, wow. enough, it, it, like, I feel like I learned about a, like a lot of bands yes. from it where I would like a song and then I would go. Mm-hmm. Have either of you ever watched uh, Australia's Dance Academy? Yes. I haven't. Better, oh. Or Dance Academy? Oh my God. <laughs> Dance. I love that show um, so much. It is. I'm so ridiculous you should watch it what's it about it's about a dance academy Uh, okay all right (laughs) basically it's about this like basic girl from a farm who goes to a dance academy in in sydney Sydney. it's like a boarding school it's Uh on netflix i think it's just about her discovering life and love life and love and dance in the shadow of dance is it like a drama Mm, or it's a drama now it I mean, people die in that people too. People do die oh, in shit. that. Okay. But I mean, you and have that's to like just... skins type of like. Yeah, it's yeah. like skins, but less. Uh, it's a little sex funnier. And drugs. Yeah, it's like okay. a nibble <laughs> Plus funnier. MDMA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so good. I, you are the only other person I know. Oh man, who's watched this program? I blew through like all that was available, and then was sad when it was like I was like I remember being like. Will there be more Dance Academy? And there was not. If we have Australian listeners out there, I apologize Please. for what I'm yeah, about to I, do. So but it's just like oh, funny no. hearing like ballet terms in an Australian accent. Just as I'm sure for them it's funny. Like, but it's like I've got to do the pot of day. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a lot. It's very extra. It's so fucking good. It's Tosca. Like, you gotta let me do the pot of day. It's like if like center stage and 
Oh my God. Center, it's just like, it's any teen drama, but it's just like a healthy dash of center stage, which is, I think, again, a movie. Brilliant. So, a brilliant film. <laughs> one of my, one of my favorites by the, far. The, like the dick in that yeah. movie. He was from. Oh, I thought uh, you meant like the, okay. No, no not like no, the dick like, in that when, movie. I'm like, I mm-hmm. clearly mm-hmm. did not Peter see. Peter Gallagher. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in that movie, yeah. it was like. The guy who's the jerk. Yeah, yeah. He was from, he's from Monona, which is like a little township outside of Madison where I'm from. Oh. Um, And so it was a huge deal. Like it was just like any, like everyone's like, oh, my cousin took dance class with him. I love that. I love that. And then you see the movie and you're like, oh. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Um, (laughs) You instigated me. Please please watch it. I'd love to hear what you think. I really need to. I need to watch Scam. I need to watch Dance Academy. I need to catch up on just like teen dramas that like. I mean, what are the teens doing? I mean, we need to know what they're doing. The hardest part of being an adult is not being able to know what the teens (laughs) are doing. Yeah, I know, right? I only know because of like Twitter and like Gucci Gang. (laughs) (laughs) Two excellent sources. Yeah. Yeah. They they help. I only know because of Dodi Stewart's Instagram is like what I, because she watches all that stuff. So she'll like. Point me in the right direction. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Ashley, thank you so much for this sitting in with you. us. Thank you so Come much. Come back anytime. Anytime. This was really fun. Yay. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank it's like you. nice to just like shoot the shit about your favorite show. Talk about yes. some stuff. Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast and thank you to Ashley Reese. Our show is produced by Levi Sharp. Manda Namofidi is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. This episode was mixed by Jamie Colazzo. If you want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think, hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com and please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Welcome back to another episode of Dirtcast. I am your co-host, Megan Reynolds. And I am your other ho- <laughs> host. <laughs> I am your other ho-host. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'm your other co-host, Madeline Davies.